Hey everybody, how's everybody doing? Looks like we're starting to see daylight, at least the figurative one. <laughs> like I don't, I, or, or, I, I, I don't think the real one because it's raining like a motherfucker here in Miami. Um, it's just funny because like as soon as the COVID thing is over, we're like in hurricane season, which so you know like nobody takes seriously here. All of us roll our fucking eyes every time. The mention of hurricane season happens in Miami and South Florida, and we just say, ah, shit, because now comes the, is it coming, is it not coming, are we staying, are we going, are we putting blanks or we're not, and, uh, you know, and, and I always say, like, unless it's, like, after category three, do we all take a kind of a collective poop, maybe four, five, definitely take a poop, and depending on where you are, you know, and sometimes it's not the hurricane itself, I mean, Anybody who was in Andrew will tell you that it was some fucked up shit, but it's not that part where we all go crazy. It's the part where after, when everything's knocked the fuck out and everything's shitty, like, okay, how do we survive this now? That's where we have to wonder. Uh, so, yeah, so that's great. Just after we get out of the plague, we're all now wondering about fucking hurricanes. Uh, what are you going to do, right? It's the end of the world. It's going to take some time. I thought it was going to be more, you know, flames and horses and people chopping in half and demons coming out of the sky. But no, no, no. Just a shitty, shitty, shitty plague that we don't know if it's real or not or really does anything according to what conspiracy theory you want to listen to. Or could be out there ready to kill us all over again. And we couldn't, you know, observe the simpleness of just standing home. Or, you know thousands of miles of fucking wind coming at us uh and just you know plowing everything down to the floor it's either or right you know it's like it's a slow build it's not you know overnight uh how are you guys doing i'm doing pretty good i have been super busy i've had so many projects to do i've even pulled back on social media which i'm like i wish i didn't have to but it's like there's at times that like i'm like i don't want to post something to post something and there's these guys, like social media gurus, and they're like, oh, you need to post like 20 times a day and do this and do that. And I'm just like, ugh. Like, I feel like it's such a sad sack of shit to do that sometimes if you don't have what to post. It's the same thing with the, 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 the podcast to a certain degree and the blog. You know, I try to make sure there's something in it. Um, the other day I came to that realization because I was trying to race through the blog posts. And I was like, wait, like, dude, let me put time in this. And I said, at least one hour in just writing, just writing stuff. writing. And I, just, I was pretty proud of the blog post. I was pretty happy with it. So I was like, all right, cool. Going to go forward with this, you know, and the same thing with the podcast. I, I wanted to chime in and have it, you know, like right now I have some really good energy. I feel like talking. I feel like doing the podcast. All right, cool. Like, I got to stop waiting for last second to do the podcast when I'm sleepy and I'm tired and my highs are heavy. And that, uh, um, I was going to do a sketch cover for Monday. And it's not that I don't have sketch covers. I have a shit ton. But I didn't have time because I now with the shop, that's the other thing, the shop reopening uh, this week, I've just been super busy. So it's like back to that schedule where it kind of crams down on me. So that's what I'm trying to figure out now going forward, like how my new schedule is going to be, what we're gonna do and when we're gonna hit it um so yeah the goblins heist is open again we're doing 12 to 9 like always we had a couple of customers already this week it was pretty good 
You know, people come in, you know, have to come in with the mask, you know, a lot of hand sanitizer, everything cool, no more than 10 people. At one point, I was, like, counting heads in the in the, in the place, like, okay, making sure, you know, trying to observe. It, it's hard to do the social distancing because the shop is small, you know. But overall, you know, we're, we're exercising everything we can to, to make sure that everybody's comfortable and happy, and most people are cool with it. And um, so far, everything's been good, you know. Um I'm just like, oh, I'm all over the place. But it was so funny. Uh, we had like a meeting about this, me and my partners with uh, Dan and John, and after and on Saturday or Friday actually, and we were talking about, okay, we're gonna reopen, we're gonna do this, what are we gonna do, blah blah. blah. And we, I, I had to remind them because it was a reminder on my my computer that it was our anniversary. It was uh, May fifteenth, and the first iteration of Goblin's Heist that later on became Tattoos and Comics and became Goblin's Heist again was five years ago that day so i'm gonna go into that today i'm gonna go into the complete legend of goblins heist as far as the iteration of it and uh yeah and probably a couple other things here and there and uh yeah for you guys so you'll get the complete history of my comic book shop and how that went and yeah and that's a I think it's going to be an entertaining episode, especially if you're into comics or, as a guy asked me today, business. You asked a very broad business question because he said, how do I get into business? And I go, what? He goes, oh, man, sorry, it's a dumb question. I'm like, not a dumb question, it's just a broad question. What are you talking about? Like, what are you theorizing, you know? What was your aim? And when we talked about it, I said, oh, okay, we'll whittle it down. And, and I think part of it was the answer of why I had a comic book shop, so... We'll probably touch on that there, too. And, uh, yeah. So, stay tuned. Hey, hey! Uh, just before we get into anything else, I was just thinking and talking to somebody right now because somebody sent me more stuff about murder hornets and then mantises and then we watched that uh scene from peter jackson's kong when they're getting eaten by the giant lamprey looking penis monsters and the bugs and stuff like that and all that shit and it creeped me the fuck out and i just keep thinking of all these fucking creatures that are just like oh there's just more of them now on top of viruses and hurricanes where i drew the line was giant fucking bugs and i was just like what and uh, yeah and just then casually i just told my friend i'm buying a flamethrower i'm just gonna buy a fucking flamethrower i don't know if i'll get the one that uh uh this guy was having uh fucking elon musk flamethrower or or maybe there's a walmart brand do i want an industrial one do you want the backpack one should it be more ergonomic, you know, but invest in fucking flamethrowers, because if this thing just keeps fucking happening, fuck it, I'm just buying a flamethrower, and that's what I'm going to use for anything, and I'm going to put my money in flamethrowers, and that radar thingy from aliens to tell you when shit's coming, because that's where the scariness is, fuck mass, a flamethrower, that'll keep people six feet away, shit, you want to see social distancing, flamethrower, that'll fucking work, I don't know. I, 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 I'm I just like, enough already. You know, like, how much does the world need to scare you? But it's nature. At least that's the stuff that we, like, know. 
you know? Like, there's still, like, serial killers and crazy pieces of shit out there. Like, I just wonder if serial killers are wearing fucking masks right now. Like, they're out hunting their prey. They're keeping six feet. They're cleaning their hands. I mean, they probably are anyway, because they're really they're good at hiding evidence. So, like, if they're that meticulous, they'd already be meticulous for that. So, I think, yeah, right? Like, did serial killer season go down? Are there less serial killings? I wonder. What do, what do you ask about that? But yeah, uh, put your money in flamethrowers. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. All right. Drinking some blue water here. (laughs) I found some of this high C sugar free stuff and I was like, yeah, let me put it in the water to be different. Fucking Jesus. It's supposed to be sugar free, but sweet as shit. Blue. What flavor is it, Juan? Blue. Ah, uh, okay, cool. Like now I can sit back after all the shit I've done and then explain. So one of the things I wanted to get into this podcast was um last Saturday on May 15th 2020 we sat there and we realized amazingly and then amazingly amazingly uh that it's been five years since we opened the comic book shop our grand opening was in uh may 15th 2015 and man how shit's changed since then (laughs) you know like i think about it now and i'm just like wow what another fucking world it was and at the same time it's kind of the same um, not just because, you know, fucking this plague bullshit that's happening and everything else, but just my personal life and everything else, just like everything that's happened since then. And now I'm just like, wow, what the fuck? How'd this all happen? You know, like it kind of, it just kind of surprises me, you know? And so I'll explain everything to you guys. So, you know, Goblin Heist is the is the store if you want to find out more you can go to goblin heist the goblin heist.com or you can go to goblin he- goblins heist g-o-b-l-i-n-s h-e-i-s-t on uh on uh what's it called on instagram and you can find it on my on my links too at Fuacata. and it happened yeah like in 2015 um it, it was kismet too it was like everything was just in place to do it that year yeah february of that year i was laid off from the job i had for five years i had been an art archivist for five years for a private collection uh private art collection and it was a great job excellent my boss was cool as hell crazy but cool and uh it got to he got older and this and this and that and the collection was in a good place and they were just wanting to cut staff they didn't want to have that many people and it was just slowly but surely the 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 hammer was coming down um my boss was sad to see me go and uh he but he had to make the cut but he didn't let, leave let me go empty-handed he gave me a good severance package i mean they treated me really well walking out going out you know i mean i was just like wow like i literally had yeah, so that was February. 
So like February, like to March, I was just kind of like, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> like I had money in my pocket. I was in a good place. I was scrambling to get another job because I did. I thought, yeah, you know, I could with what they gave me, I could have laid back for six months and just been chill and just maybe work on freelance and illustration and everything else. And that was the plan initially. Um, but I was like, all right, you know, let, let me let me see what I can do. Let me see what I can put together. And uh, in that my partner, John and Creature Entertainment, John Ayua, came to me and he said, you know, and we were kind of like planning things because I was like, all right, I have six months. I'll work on these comic book projects. Maybe we can do this. And we're aiming. And I remember like 2016, 2017, 2015, we were already doing San Diego Comic Con, I think that year. Like we had a bunch of stuff going on in Creature. So we're like, I'm like, cool, you know, like we have time and I can build up stuff. I can really, you know, work on the company, get things up uh, up off the ground. I remember like we were like, like the next year we ended up, we had solicited Ravenous. Then we solicited Tommy. Like there was just, you know, different a- a issues. Um. So then, yeah. So then I'm trying to remember how everything went just to not skip over anything. But what happened was that he knew a guy named Xavier, who was a tattoo artist. And Xavier had a tattoo shop in Hialeah Gardens. And what happened was Xavier was a comic book fan, and he was a fan of our stuff and of our creature and everything. We kind of knew him from the conventions because he was doing tattoos at the conventions while we were doing our thing. And he approached them, and they had a, a front of the tattoo shop. And Xavier was kind of like, well, you know, I don't want to do the, the the same thing every tattoo shop has. He wanted to kind of have a little shop said what if we do comics and i and and he told john this john came back to me and said what if we did it you can work there you can kind of run it and then you know help him with you know and we were initially like well this side is going to be us and that side's going to be you this is to help people bring people in and we had a really good setup and everything else well we started getting along really well and so then like may we ended up opening may 15th 2015 2020 i mean 2015 we opened, we had a grand opening, we had a bunch of people, there's pictures online, see if I should look up those pictures or something, I don't know, and we put everything together, and it was great, because it was the shop and everything else, it was Goblin's Heist, and Dapper 13 Tattoos, so we were there, housed there, and everything else, and as the years went on, and everything else, we were, you know, we were doing pretty okay, it wasn't out of this world, but it was exciting, because a lot of people were coming in, checking stuff out, I was gra- trying to you know, it was a constant grab to, like, get comics and get stuff. And, you know, it was, like, trying to build up on everything. But we're building off the movies. We had these new customers. Luckily, we're near a high school. And we had these customers that came in, that people that, to this day, we talked to because they came in from that. So, um, you know, we forged a lot of friendships because of that, I think, now. Now that I look back, I'm like, a lot of people, are, yeah, like, a lot of people I know now is because of that. And, and, and people that are good friends of mine now. So that's kind of cool too. To like look back and see that. And um, at one point, we were just—I mean, no, no. As much as we were trying to keep separate, you know, together but separate, but we were working with each other. Uh, we were watching each other's back. You know, where if I couldn't deal with a customer, you know, Xavier knew enough about comics and stuff, and he knew more about manga and stuff that he would handle some customers. You know, he had uh, experience in GameStop and some other places that we started kind of helping each other. And I was helping him out with the tattoos and like at least doing setups and getting materials and like talking to clients. So we were kind of crossing over so much that we were kind of like, well, what if this was one company? And that's how Tattoos and Comics was born. And I did Tattoos and Comics because 
there was too many branding. There was too much branding at the moment. There was like, you know, Goblin's Highs, Tattoos, you know, got, uh, uh, Dapper 13 Tattoos, and even Wild Inks, which was uh, Kenny Calderon's company, well, his illustration and design company. So we were like, kind of like, he, they were the, he was there too, like helping out. So we were like, okay, like there's just too many fucking signs on the door, you know? How can we make this or boost this a little bit more? By then, the clientele was growing on the tattoo side. It was doing really well. The comic side was doing really well. We had like a hundred something more uh, subscribers. We're ordering X amount of books every week, you know. Um, and at one point, like that's when uh, Dan Margolis came in, and he was like, he wanted, he liked what he saw. He wanted to invest in it, get like kind of pump it up more. He was into the video games thing, and I wasn't too much into it, but Xavier was. And it was like trying to get back into it. By then, you know, we were playing, you know, uh, uh, a lot of Smash on there and everything else. So we were like, you know, playing different games. So we were kind of upped it again. So we got another TV, another thing. And next, you know, we became tattoo. We blew down a wall. That was a huge fucking thing. Just taking down this fucking wall and just making it, you know, right and everything else. And, uh, I remember by 2016, 2017, yeah, it just fucking grew. It became a monster. And, uh, we were doing really well. And then we had, like, so many, there were so many things going on. Like, I'm, tra- I'm trying to, like, not skip anything. That's why I'm pausing. And so, as tattoos and comics, we were doing really well there. And then, oh, well, one of the problems that then happened was our lease and, our, and, and the people that we were working with, were a pain in the ass like our the company that we had and everything that was going on was doing well but like our landlord was a piece of shit and we had problems with the air conditioner we had problems with like just the the the, the shopping mall we were at there were just so many little things and we were kind of battling with them and you know they wouldn't fix the air conditioner because this and this and that it's just a backwards and forth so then we were lucky enough by 2017 17 going into 18 i think we yeah we ended up moving because by then we were fed up with the with the lease and then another thing that happened was that we had yeah with air conditioning was a huge problem we had a couple other things so with that then we were presented with a really good opportunity by then we had worked with the city of hialeah with mayor carlos hernandez on a couple of our projects we worked with him on a, on a couple of things, you know, given our time. I'm a Hialeah boy. I want to always help out. So at that time, like, it came to be that they were like, oh, we have a micro business uh, uh, plan. And we have this space that you can use rent free if you want to use it. You just have to apply and everything else. I'm like, all right, fuck, let's see what's up. We applied. We didn't want to see, but we were like a perfect fit for it. And we were able to get this one place because it was two different companies and and take it over so we were able to take it as creature entertainment and uh and uh tattoos and comics and it worked out big time because i'm on both those companies and so i was running both uh, uh and so i have one house to do it in and you know being rent free helped out and everything else the area wasn't that great and that's reason why they're trying to put these businesses in to bring up the area so we came in, we, we, we set up and everything else, and we had, we hit a bunch of walls with the tattooing side. I think by then, the health department, yeah, I think the Miami-Dade Health Department, they were like under investigation or something. So then there wasn't the same people there. And we always got, you know, 
or whatever it is passing a plus five star because we overdid on all our health stuff i mean I, I will give that to xavier xavier was very anal about all of the stuff that we had to do keeping the shop clean and how we handled materials and how we tattooed and everything else sterile 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 it was very on on it um so i was like all right cool but then they came at us with this thing about having a sink and it was like the dumbest shit because you don't use a sink in tattooing so you know everything goes into a bio bag you don't wash or or apply anything of like what comes out of a faucet or a sink to a tattoo the water that you do use if you do use any water it's distilled distilled water because it can't, has to be germ free and, and and you have to make it a sterile 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 environment so I, it was just so annoying that they were asking us for a sink because it's just because even though everything went into a bio bag and all this other stuff so we were back and forth and it was going to cost us like four thousand dollars to install the sink in this one area because he needed to have a room that's 10 by 10 and it has to have this and it has to have that and all this shit these all these conditions for it to happen and next thing you know it um you know we just we, we were delayed so at one point xavier was even gonna say okay we'll find the money and we'll, we'll put the sink and we'll do all this shit and everything else you know four months had passed and we had already opened as a comic book shop just to keep things going everybody was i think i was doing uber at that time just to make ends meet i was like ubering in my car just to like pay my bills and uh we were really scratching the walls at that time and then when like the hurricane hit and all this other shit was happening so we we're like down for six weeks or two months so he was you know really needed to find a gig so he found something with bad tattoo up in broward and went to work with them and it came out good i mean it, he was doing great and it just got to a point that we knew we weren't going to do it anymore it was going well for him over there he was making enough money and um you know the shop owning situation is is a tedious one to tell you that much so he was kind of glad to be on a group and everything so you know we kind of said, all right, well, you know, if you're in a better place and you're happier there and everything's fine, then we'll, you know, do that. And we ended up having, he left and he ended up going over there to work with them. And uh, we ended up just being a comic book shop. That's when we returned back to the original name of Goblin's Heist. And uh, it's funny, some people ask me, like, you know, where does the name come from, blah, blah, blah. First off, I thought of the name. I'm always going to say that because that was like my whole thing. Because I had that name kind of in my head for the longest time for a comic book shop. Because I always liked the Android's Dungeon in in The Simpsons. And I like that geeky name. It's like you're not saying comics. But you're saying something so fucking ridiculous that it has to be in that world or in that realm. And in Tattoos and Comics, I had taken a note from uh, Mark Gallo from Past, Present, and Future. Who always says, like, you know, fuck the sign. Like, fuck your name, you know. Even though he has Past, Present, Future, PBF. He was just like, you know, make sure your shit, comics and games. Like, that was his thing. You know, like, it's like, that's the main thing that needs to be on your business. So that people can come and get stuff. And Which is really true. Like, you should. It's, the first and foremost, understand it. But then it was like, my thing is like, the branding needs to be a certain way. And I did all the branding and design for both companies. So I did Brenda Goblin's Heist. I've done Creature Entertainment too. I did Tattoos uh, 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 and Comics. So I'm, I'm proud of that. Like a lot of my design was there and the way I do things and everything else. So I'm kind of proud of that fact. Again, see, like now I'm realizing, like, fuck, man, I've designed like 
the corporate ID for three companies in that time. And uh, a couple of more because I do my own stuff like Fuakata. So it's kind of cool. Like, I, you know, I've just, you know, it's amazing. I think sometimes when you take stock, you, you realize. So we were Goblins Heist and we've been here since then. And then that's 17, 18, 19. So we're about three years here. I would say three years here, yeah. Because in March, we, is it March? Yeah, because we came in like the ass end of something. Or was it September? Nah, I, I, can't, I can't remember. Yeah, it was like through the summer into it. Yeah, because we were already here when the fucking hurricane hit. Um, the hurricane was fine. Nothing happened, but everything was closed down. And so, you know, like two weeks before a hurricane and two weeks after a hurricane, things are shit. Like no one's spending money. Nobody worked. No one has money. So comic books and and just general things like that go the way of the dodo, you know, so people don't end up having money in hand to do shit. Um, and that's what I did here, you know, so so that since then, you know, I have been in and out of the store. I've, uh, it's only been the last year or two that I've really been on it and I've been here. I mean, if you guys are listening to this and your customers, you know, I'm always here every day practically i mean even when i'm not working quote unquote i'm in the back of my office working now my other office too painting so this is where my studio is this is where i i pretty much live here i mean pretty much um the the yeah so i i'm always here i'm always working on stuff and doing everything and and so those last couple of, i mean the last year is where i really got into it because i had a, a job for a while i worked as a designer at new era i was i went back to being a designer because i kind of i had like at one point like a cracked tooth and like i was feeling bad and a heel split and i was like all fucked up and i was like i need health insurance and so i had to, i went to look for a job and i happened to get one at a uh, new era and from there I was there for a year, didn't work out. Um, another kind of layoff situation, but this was a little bit more tedious. Or I just didn't like it. I'm just not made for corporate life. I've gotten to that point that, you know, it's like an animal that's bitten people. Like, it's just like, it's not safe anymore. I'm just not safe for this kind of shit. So it's hard for me to go back to the nine to five thing. Not like if I had to, I can't do it fuck you never know what could happen that i end up going back i mean fuck you know but luckily i have the shop i have my art career i have my freelance and right now things are good you know like wow all right i'm i'm living i'm 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 my head is above water so because of that i'm like all right cool um because of that i'm like all right everything is okay in the world and, and nothing is, is, is too horrible um that's what i gotta try to keep in mind and everything going forward and now you know five years later you know now we're here and we still have the shop and let me tell you well this year is gonna be a make a break kind of year because you know between the industry how it is um economics as it is especially with this covid thing and fandom as it is uh, it's going to be a real fucking interesting take on if we're going to keep going forward. I'll tell you the truth. And not because there's any less love for this. There is as much love, if not more. I did not get into this business for the sake of business. I did not get into comics because I wanted to make money. I really was never my intention. I never th- I've never sat here thinking I'm going to make millions. 
I've never sat making a comic book saying the movie's gonna be cool or a toy would be cool. I like the idea of it like anybody else. I love the idea of making a toy out of this and we've done it before and it's a great fucking process to see something just like when you sketch something and you make a comic book page and the story comes alive. How amazing that feeling is. It's the same thing when you do an action figure. It's the same thing when you do a short film. And we have did all that. You know, be it the zombie years short film or the gun or any of those or creature or, you know, the, the, the Tommy figures that we made. Be it the statue or the little short figure or the comics I've made. Um, it's, it's an amazing feeling that you should keep. And again... This is really nice for me because now taking stock, I'm like, fuck, I did all those things. Like, I just th- sit here going, man, I did all that shit. That's cool. kind of cool. And uh, I don't show it off enough. You know? um, that's 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 for a whole other podcast. But I am one of the I am one of these artists that I think once I create I, everything I create becomes an orphan. I just don't pay attention to it after I'm done with it. Um so yeah so that's just one of those things that i got into this because i really love the business even the business of it as fucked as it is it's it's a it's a monopoly you know so anybody who doesn't know comics they knows this is that there's a there's only one distributor for comic books there's a possibility on like on books there's other things on graphic novels there's other places you can pull from manga there's other pieces you can pull but what is comic books especially new comic books there's only one place and that's diamond comics and it has been like that for 20 plus years since 1987, six around there. I think it was like the fall, might be even earlier than that, might be 94 of uh, all the other distributors. And there has just been no way of getting out of that for the longest time. If you made comic books and you wanted to get it out and have it in stores, you had to be in Diamond. Everybody tries different stuff. And there's some great companies doing cool shit like TKO. They, they seem to have amazing, first off, books that are put together. Amazing just display of the idea of it. They have a great way of approaching comic book shops and everything else. It's just fucking cool. I think overall it's really fucking cool. Um, they, they I, I really appreciate them. Those are the kind that I really like. Uh the the you know and other ones that i've you know and then with kickstarters and crowdfunding there's a lot of people who've gotten comics that way so i'm not saying there's not other ways and some people are just playing do mail order and there's web comics and there's comic but see what i'm saying like there's so many other ways to get the comics out and get it to customers what happens to the comic book shop you know in the comic book shop you have funkos you know those, those funkos hot topic target fucking walgreens you know what i'm saying like they have those 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 things you know, so you get into a situation that if you're in the direct market, and that's what it's called, the direct market, as a comic book shop, one of the main, if you want to say advantages you have is you get the new comics. You get the comic books before anybody else. How many people are actually reading comics? You know how many people I know read comics online on, on Comixology, which is an Amazon company? You know, it's, it's a business that I'm not saying is going out. There's people that can do it. I'm friends with Tato Toddy. They do great. Um, I know Steve at Corka. I know some of the people. They do great fucking stuff. They they make the money, you know. But it's a bitch. It's a, it's pulling teeth. It's ordering a lot of shit and doing a lot of gambles. And you might sit on boxes and boxes of fucking comics if you're not that, you know. It happened to us with tattoos and comics, and it, ha- it has happened at Goblin's Heights where we've taken the hit 
and we have four or five copies of something that we're like why the fuck are we still looking at this and and why we rolled the dice we thought it was a good book and we couldn't give it to fucking people because it just doesn't work or what is like that's like it's like it's easier to order 10 batman issues than two uh indies i know i'm gonna sell the batman issues be it by blind luck be it by somebody who just wants batman be it because somebody's a back issue hound and god forbid if there's a character that's being introduced or something that's happening people are going to come in for that too so because of that i know it's going to sell but the indie if it's not something that's hot or crazy or everybody's getting on or there's a character or something going on it's not going to fly it's just not i I, believe me i i I have stacks of usagi yojimbo very hard for me to sell at least for the Miami scene, because there's a lot of people that aren't into Osagi Jimbo. I think it's a fucking amazing book. I have uh, uh, Atomic Robo, stacks of those issues. I think it's an amazing, fun fucking book. It's Hellboy, you know, without all the dark shit. It's funny shit. Not that many people. You know, it's hard. And, and I've pointed people the right way, and there's some books that sell, and it's not always like that. But that's kind of like the reality that you're in. So if your edge is that and it's that small of an edge and all these other things are compromised because of various different points, you got to really fucking figure in your head. Like, you got to say, okay, is, is, is this worth going, like, keep it going like this? Is it worth it? And so that's our question now. We love it here. This is our... You know, it's funny because we laughed because I told him, like, we had a meeting Friday and I go, you know, about reopening the store after all this COVID stuff and what what we're going to do going forward and talking about it. I go, hey, you know, tomorrow it's going to be five years. And John was like, made the joke. It's like fucking five years of a failing business. It's like, and and Dan was like, you know what? Who else can fucking say that? You know, <laughs> like it's real easy to keep running a business that's successful. We kept a business from that's failing to running. So, haha. And we say failing because it does pay its own bills. It's everything's fine. But it's like we couldn't live off this. Like barely any of us could live off this. I I get a stipend practically. I'm the one person who probably gets paid here, and it's a pittance. And when I get can get paid, you know, because luckily I can run everything else I'm doing off the back, and it's it's open doors for me because of that. Um, so yeah, I'm I try to to I'm trying to see if how we're gonna go forward, and um, yeah, it's a proof is gonna be in the pudding with how we're gonna get out of this situation now. But I will say this. Um, I, I, I've I dug a, a lot of it. It has been a learning experience. It has been aggravation. I've had the shitty customers. I've seen the, 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 the dark side, the shitty side of the comic scene. And I acknowledge it. And I know it's there. You know, It is really bad. I will tell you that there's a lot of people in this and a lot of fucking people in there that are pieces of shit. That are fucking scumbags that you know in both sides as as fucking sellers and owners and flippers and everything i have built an amazing tolerance to pieces of shit thanks to this business because 
And, you know, anybody I've named, they've all been good to me. They've all been good people. I've actually had no problems with them. You know, I won't say names of, of people just because I don't want to start no beef. But a lot of them are pieces of shit. They're thieves and assholes. And, and as far as customers, 90% of my customers, I would say, are really cool. The other 10% are a mix of mild, lukewarm to assholes. And it's just funny because sometimes, you know, it's always the same thing. Like the bad, the piece of shit, that's what's going to stick out more than anything. It's like being at a, a, a at a restaurant and it, and and you smell the food and it smells amazing and just one fart can ruin it. That's the thing. Sometimes you just have that one fart that ruins things. Um, that's that's the 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 idea a lot with with the people involved in comics. Um, a lot of pretentiousness, a lot of neck beard, dickhead fucking ideas. I am neither crazy liberal fucking social justice warrior bullshit, and I am not one of these fucking MAGA hat wearing fucking unsell whatever the fuck bullshit people either. But it's amazing how, how this culture is plagued by that, by both sides. And it's stupid and wrong in both ways. And I I am happy to be the tedious medium in between because I get the whole court. This is my shop. Fuck you, <laughs> you know? And I don't welcome anybody who might badger, bully, or look down on anybody in my shop. I barely keep up put up with it in the fucking real world. If I see that shit, I will say something. In my shop, best believe I'll fucking say something. And I'm quick to fucking correct people and, and kind of, you know, put them where, where they need to be. Not to be like, oh, to put me above them. This is not an ego trip on my part. Sometimes I don't do it because of that. I don't want to have an ego trip. I'm not here to fucking be better than you or anything. I'm not. But I want peace. I want a place that we all can be at and we're cool. Now, that being said, too, we're, we're going to throw knives. We're going to fuck with you. And some of the people that i fucking love that come here are those fucking weirdos that kind of embrace their own shit and embrace that um that's the thing too you will see how crazy and the levels of damaged goods that human beings are running a comic book shop you will i mean you 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 see all types and there's guys and i you know we used to have a joke sometimes in the shop that I used to like tell like Xavier and I used to tell people was like, man, I think like we just prevented a fucking school shooting. We just prevented another serial killer because you would have these young guys and you could tell that they're by themselves. They're they're the nerd guys. They don't have much friends. They don't have much of anything, but they're a fan of this stuff. And this is their outlet. And this is where they want to come in. And you bring them in and you say, you know, and sometimes just joshing with them joking with them talking with them they get so happy because they have some connection they will latch on to you because of that and i've had some that have been like that that i had one kid when he graduated from college called me from his graduation and was like thank you for your words and i'm like holy shit okay cool i never thought i was that effective with somebody but it made me realize this is what happens when you have a place like this you start serving your community and I had other times these guys that were like, you could tell they don't have anybody else. I don't know if their family situation, how good or bad it is. 
you know they don't have anywhere to you know so they just kind of hung around the shop and you could you see them find somebody else i remember there was this one kid he was looking at the comics and everything else and this other kid comes in he's like looking at him and they start talking about some book and he literally this guy was like oh because it was also they were they, they were into that and they were getting into magic the gathering so we were like you know obviously we had to sell stuff so we're like oh these are boosters these are the basics and there's and one guy was buying it and the other guy was oh i didn't know you were into that he goes yeah yeah i've been into it and somehow like they knew each other from like sixth grade or something they've known each other but they're in high school now together and it was cool and they both walked out together and then i look over and they're walking in the parking lot talking and they live like in the same building or something like that too and all that they became friends like after a while you always saw them together and they were always playing magic and they were always there and it was so it's so funny because i saw them become good friends and become dudes you know and then afterwards like they had girlfriends and and, and that's the death knell so many times of when i have customers it's like uh, once i see it, it's like once they come in and they're like like show me their girlfriend like oh this is my girlfriend by the way i'm like ah fuck i give you like two months before like you're canceling your subscription like i, I just lost a customer to pussy you know um and we had, you know, women that came in and girls that came in to fucking play. And that was another thing. I love female ca- uh, customers. And not for some icky fucking reason. It's because women are better fucking customers and readers. I mean, overall. Most guys would be like, that was cool. And I'll be like, okay, why was it cool? Like, what made it cool for you? Or what the fucking... It, it was cool. I like the cover. You know, like, fuck, I'm not going to get anything from this guy. And you talk to most female customers, and they're just fucking like, oh, because this and this and this happened. And then you saw this, and then you look at page 14, and they're like, holy shit. Like, I'll realize, I'll find out shit from the from it, you know, um, from them. Because I, I, like, I didn't even know that shit. Like, I didn't pay attention to it. So I, I love female fandom. I think it's, like, the best shit. And seeing that happen was great. And I think we have been... 85% of the time, you know, really good about it. The only thing that happens is that in the female zone, there's a lot more people willing to get their fee wings hurt and get insulted and then want to not. And it's funny because it's something will happen. Somebody will say something and we didn't see the customer for a while. They come back. We're like, hey, what's up? I haven't seen you in a while. And then they'll be like, well, you know what happened last time? And you're like, what? Like, you didn't know. You didn't know that somebody said something that hurt their feelings or that they didn't think was cool. And by the same token, sometimes they were like, oh, because that person made this joke. And I'm like, yeah, it was fucking funny. What? Like, I don't get it. Like, I understand where you're coming from or that joke could be cruel, but it's not a big fucking deal, you know? And and there's some people that will not let it go. They'll suddenly be like, oh, well, if that person's here, I'm not going to come back. I'm like, well, then, sorry. You know, like, because this is more about allowing all points of view to be in here and argue the point we used to argue the points too you know i used to let people talk politics sometimes and you know what and a lot of people would be like no Juan, no don't do it i used to let it because I, it, that's the whole point this is the point that came in. now it had to be real talk it had to be fucking real valid debate and argument not fuck you fuck you too because if it gets to that then no one's communicating um but that being said, you know, that was like the fun part. Those are the things that we helped to do and help create. And now it's kind of like this hangout place for a lot of people that they have that downtime and they know they can meet their friends here. And they know, you know, they come by with, hey, what's up? What's going on? Do this, do that. Cool. You know, it, it, I love that. I think in essence, that's such a great, cool thing 
you know, because that's what I wanted out of a comic book shop. You know, the culture and community and ideas behind it more than anything else. And I would hate to see that go. You know, um, I never really got to have that growing up. Uh, when I grew up, it was Charlie's Comics. But I never got to hang out there that much. Even when I was a high schooler and had the time, I couldn't just hang out and be a dive in there because I didn't think it was right. I always thought, like, I wouldn't go to the comic book shop if I didn't have money. If I don't have money, I don't go somewhere. I don't buy something. Like, I was never, I was a mall rat a little bit because it's the mall, but I wouldn't want to go to Charlie's and be like, no money, Charlie. I'm just going to stand here and read your books like an asshole. Like, I couldn't do it. You know, I would have loved to work there. I look back and I'm like, I should have gone and tried to get a job there just for the fuck of it. Um, but yeah, you know, I think it's kind of a cool, you know, kind of a kind of a, a, a cool instance like that. We have that now and we have this here and in Hialeah. I got to open a comic book shop in Hialeah like I always wanted to. So, yeah. So that's, you know, in essence where we're at now. And I learned a lot from it. I appreciate a lot about it. I think if you're ever going to follow a passion, don't ever like, like pursue the failures, pursue the regrets, pursue the anger, because as bad as it could be or how it pisses you off or whatever, when you look back, you'll be like, oh, it was, you know, this is part of making the pie, man. This is just, this is part of the pudding, you know, and, and for the, 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 this is just one of the steps about it. In the same way I, I, you know, starting Creature and the same way starting this and the whole journey that it is, you know, these last 10, year, 10 plus years with Creature and his last five years with Goblins, it's just one of those things where I got to really understand my industry, my place and everything else. I wish maybe like right now I feel like I'm hitting with all cylinders. I think there was a lot of various things because there was a lot of things in my personal life that changed at that time a lot of things that happened close to home that fucked me up i mean literally literally and figuratively fucked me up and i think only now recently i've been able to really 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 recover get the fuck away from things and gain perspective and get back to hitting on all cylinders and 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 in the comics goal and everything else um now going forward i just wonder what what's next you know um my brother has a joke that he's always like every five years you change job (laughs) and i'm like ah fuck (laughs) you know i started thinking about it like it's been five years oh no um i don't know i i and i think that's what's exciting and great about it i i think I have this saying that I, I don't know, it's like a theory that I think you don't get old until you don't get have new options. You know what I'm saying? You always have options. And as long as you have that and your thinking is like that, you always have the options to the next thing and next thing and next thing. I'm still young enough to do things and do things for myself and get things out there. Um, I can move forward and I'm not going to get old anytime soon. I'm not going to be knocked out of the game anytime soon. So because of that, I'm very fortuitous. I'm very happy. And it's very awesome. Um, so yeah, that is the long-winded uh, five-year of comics thing. And just... Um, now I'm just thinking, looking at my notes, like... Hmm. Is there anything else? 
I guess no, there's nothing else to really say more than that. Um, this is where I would really invite you guys to question and have you know whatever it is because now I've done it as a comic book publisher, I've done it as a, a comic book store retailer, I've done it as a comic book creator, as an artist, as a letterer, as an inker. I have I have done this whole thing for the last. I've dedicated myself to this since I was 18, and I've been really doing it since the last 12 to 13 years. I mean, I have about 20, yeah, 24 years to 25 years of experience in this in one way or another. But, you know, again, I'm not fucking famous. I'm not big, but I'm doing it. So fuck you. <laughs> you know, like how many people can say they're doing what they dreamed of, you know, not on the scale that I want. I guess I could say is going forward. What's the future? The future of this is seeing how we go. I wanted to keep the comic book shop going. There's ideas and thoughts about, you know, changing it up again, doing going smaller. There's the idea also of opening up bigger and doing gaming. We're looking into the possibility on the publisher and on the comic shop about getting an investor. We've said no before to money because there was a lot of, of the question of control issues on both sides of it. Where, especially for me and John, since we're like the original, like, like owner members of both sides of it, where that outside influence can be kind of problematic, we are open to it now. You know, we're not getting any younger. I, I, I am more and more and more about making comics. I don't give a fuck about anything else. I'm kind of done selling other people's comics that's another thing too that's like a thing that i have now it's a it's not really a thing but it's like something i'm realizing little by little and i'd rather be making money making comics that's like my been my mantra this year make money make comics just to get myself financially in a good place i live on very little i'm very proud of that i'm 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 really good at that now and to just make all these stories happen i'm more about that now than ever um and just dedicating the time and doing the work and so just that's those are the two spots i'm at right now um so going forward how do we keep that going so we have some ideas we're going to see what happens in the next year or so by september october we should know that's going to really kind of decide going forward you know how we do it um after that i have a bunch of plans like backup plans and everything else there's even a thing about going overseas possibly uh you know there's there's a bunch of stuff you know there's 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 this thing i might be doing in portugal there's a thing uh talk about doing some stuff in mexico um family in atlanta my brother's crazy for me to go up there too so there's a lot of options too if going forward it's something else if it keeps going forward then we just make it as best as possible like right now i'm very much not thinking about getting new comics the new comic book game i don't want to even get into that anymore i think i like buying collections those are fun i like to get more into action figures that's fun into toys and that kind of uh, market and selling that um than any of the other things i think that's more that's that's more fun you know that's what i think of you know because if you're if you're having fun while doing it and you're making money how great is that right um so that's where we're at so we're going to be doing more gaming 
Um, that's more Dan's side, but I mean, I've been into it too. And you, you think about the experience, that idea of like a land center kind of thing, because it's that, that's the fun thing about the hangout and about the competing and everything else. And have, doing it IRL in real life, you know, not just doing it online and going to a place and hanging out with people. I mean, that experience is still king, I think. And so that's something we wanted to get into. And then, yeah, and that going forward. So we should know by then, you know, we, we, we're always working on the next thing. We always have another project. I'm working on a board game right now, lettering a comic book. I'm doing portraits. I'm always working on the next thing. And you have to swing from vine to vine. You really do. Uh, if, if there is a lesson for me to tell anybody, you have to be prepared to swing from vine to vine. It's always the, that's the thing. You have to keep with the momentum. But yeah, so going forward, let's see what happens. I, that's all I can really say and do. Um, yep. And so if you guys have any questions, if you ever want to open a comic book shop, if you want to publish comics, if you want to make your comics, and you want to know anything in particular about this world, feel free to get on the Anchor app. You can call in and uh, make a, have a question. I'll put it on the air and I'll answer it. Or send me an email or DM uh, either at Fuacata, F-W-A-C-A-T-A, or at Fuacata, F-W-A-C-A-T-A, at gmail.com. And uh, or go to the website, Fuacata.com. And you can just uh, uh, hit me up on there. And uh, we'll go forward and we'll see if I'll post it on here. All right. Okay, so wow. Alright, so this is like a long one. Alright. I thought it was gonna be like 20 minutes. I didn't think it was gonna be fucking Lord of the Rings saga shit. Um, you know, well, I took you to Mordor and then we came back, right? Nothing nothing else happened. Uh, so thanks for listening, guys. Uh, as always, if uh, you wanna know any more, um, I'm always posting stuff online, I'm posting stuff every day. Um, this podcast tends to come out Wednesday thursday morning around there i've never been too tedious about the timing because i'm more about the quality than than the quantity data data you know at least that's my try <laughs> um but if you had any questions hit me up you can always go to the uh uh instagram F, you know everything fwacata f-w-a-c-a-t-a you know that uh going forward i got a couple of comic book uh projects i'm going to be finishing i am working on some toys too um some new art toys i finally kind of have a space to do that in here in the shop i kind of made for myself so because of that i have started constructing and it's funny because starting that means oh shit let me buy shit so now i gotta buy shit to finish the construction so i've had to buy paints and i had to buy this i'm doing a lot more portrait work and everything else if you need anything or want anything you can always hire me um you can also support the show by going to the patreon uh, if you just give a dollar a month, you have access to everything on there. Um, a lot of behind the scenes stuff. I'm going to be doing like tutorials as I go on some of the stuff that I'm working on. Um, you know, I'm working on more. 
hopefully video stuff to do um work on too there's also a youtube channel where i do a lot of the time lapse drawings i'm going to try to do more live stuff on uh, instagram but you know i i look at the fan base then it's like you know five thousand six thousand people kind of like in total like my total reach is like fifteen thousand or something like that i just always say the same thing man it's like if 10 percent of that which is like 1500 people gave a dollar a month to like the patreon that's like dude i would be posting shit all the time you would get so much bang for your buck literally and uh so uh, hopefully this will inspire you i know they aren't all zingers there's times that i feel like maybe i'm phoning it in or maybe i'm not putting the best stuff out there but um and the more you support the more i can try more can it can do um hopefully as things start opening up i'm gonna start doing stand-up again i'll be able to get on stage more i'm i'm poking around at some of my comedy friends to see what they're doing and how it's going and see what they say if when when that's gonna be returning we have to be all careful and shit um i may do some stuff there too like video wise um but uh yeah so just if you get a chance check out the patreon there's a lot of cool shit there and uh be posting more stuff and uh if you have anything you know check us out on anchor we're on spotify you know we're on itunes everything so tell your friends about it be like there's a guy i know he does a podcast and he's a comedian and he does comic art and he does other stuff and you know that's the best thing too word of mouth and if there's anything that bugs you too if there's like hey you know you you talk about this too much or you talk about yourself or i don't know whatever you know you make my ass itch fucking let me know man you know i'm I'm not gonna cater i mean i might say fuck you bro i'm not gonna do it but you never know maybe i'm doing something that annoys the fuck out of you you know maybe the that that nose whistle i'm not doing it now right i sometimes hear that nose whistle and some of the stuff i record and it pisses me the fuck off i i can't believe i've developed that i don't know like my sinuses see this is why i need money so i can go to the doctor and they can do something to that fucking my nose and just stop whistling <laughs> ain't that a great reasoning but yeah so just check us out there and uh yeah i'll talk to you guys next week thanks a lot guys be good